Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is that time, our time. Those Weekend Golf Guys, I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I'm in the studio. He is at the Golf Cave Timbergate Golf Course in Edinburgh, Indiana. And we've got the Masters going on. Heck yeah. Uh, but we're not there. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, Dang you know, it. Well, what can I say? Uh, we do have uh, coming up, however, a little later in the show, a woman who has been there on many an occasion and has um, – I know what's the word I'm looking for. She has, she has cemented <laughs> in art – the beauty that is Augusta National. I think she's communicated it very well. Linda Harto is her name. We've had her on before. She is she's a great golf artist, and uh, the Masters Tournament is the first introduction she had to a golf course, landscape architecture, I mean, uh, landscape portraiture. So um, she's going to be on a little later on the show. What we're going to talk about, however, is the nemesis of most amateur golfers, pitching. <laughs> Pitching, pitching with a P. You, pitching usually begets something that rhymes with pitching yes, right does. after. They don't do it very well. That doesn't start with a P. Yes. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we got that. We got that. It is, it is an art in and of itself. So I guess art would be the overall theme of the entire show. The art of the short game and the art of golf in general. Um, but little things. You just made like, that up, didn't you? I did on the fly. I'm good. I, I learned that at DJ school. Sound pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I forget what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay that close attention to DJ school. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just learned how to do it. That's it. I didn't I, know what it was called. I just did it. I didn't care. Uh, but that's that is something that uh, we have done on many an occasion. We have talked about. And on many many an occasion, y'all have asked some more questions about it. It is probably the one thing that Jeff spends more time teaching, or at least he should spend more time teaching, because it's it's probably the uh, the the one element that makes or breaks the round for an amateur golfer. I would imagine it is for me anyhow. If I'm doing it well, I'm scoring well. If I'm not doing it well, you know. The one opportunity I have to putt for par is like 30 feet away. Not cool. No, so, no, it's not. We know you have problems with this. And if you want to fix it, then what you will do is sit down and pay rapt uh, attention. Rapt attention is necessary for what it's worth coming. We are those weekend golf guys. Do not move. Do you have problems taking pills? You're not alone. A lot of guys do. So I have a suggestion for you. I want you to try Blue Chew. Dot com Because at BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with the active ingredients Sildenafil or Tadalafil. That's the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. And it only takes a few minutes to connect with a BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. There's no in-person doctor visits. There's no awkward conversations. There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy. This ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Now, the chewables from BlueChew.com are made right here in the USA, and you and your partner will love it. Got a great offer, a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code GOLFGUYS. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code GOLFGUYS. Hey, chew it and do it. And order now, BlueChew.com slash GOLFGUYS. Hi, this is John Ashton, and I'm going to make a confession right now. I don't work out anywhere near as much as I should. What that means is when I do play golf, sometimes I I strain a little bit, stress out some muscles that probably uh, I should I should work on. Now, whether you're an elite athlete, you're just a regular person like me, or you're just, you know, the stress of daily life is getting to you. Muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing, and it hurts. 
And that is why I use, and I suggest you do too, a Theragun. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. You can try a Theragun for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need, starting at only $199. Go to Theragun.com slash weekend right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's Theragun.com slash weekend. Theragun.com slash weekend. Thanks for hanging and coming back. We are this weekend golf guys. John Ashton here. Jeff Smith there. The number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana, according to Golf Digest magazine. And I think that editor at Golf Digest had taken a couple of lessons from you on chipping. That's why you got that. Well, maybe not. In my, can I move yet? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay, I can move. Okay, good. <laughs> I was frozen in time. <laughs> Through that whole break, I, was fr- I sat there. John gave the command, do, do not, not move. <laughs> and I sat there as the obedient person that I am. You know, sometimes we do this just for our own fun, folks. No, no. <laughs> Follow along, if you will. But I, I assume that that would be probably the, the best lesson that you give to anybody, is teaching them how finely to perfect the art of chipping, pitching, the the short game, the I'm 20 yards away from the green or closer. What the hell do I do now? You know, people spend so much time. They want to hit the driver. They want to hit the driver. They want to hit the driver. And everything's about the full swing and ball flight. And then they neglect the thing. You know, once they get near the green and all of a sudden their game goes straight to the high score land, the toilet, so to speak. Right. Yep. Because they don't really get it. They all just think, well, it's a short shot. Therefore, it's easy. Therefore, I won't practice it. Next thing you know, they're sticking the club in the ground um, and, and skull and shots and and you get all kinds of nasty things happening and there is an art to it. As you've mentioned, there is a thought that you can take a couple of deep breaths, put the ball just left of center and take a half a swing and slide the club right below the golf ball and have a beautiful pitch shot leaping up into the air, landing softly on the green, somewhat like a butterfly with sore feet trundling out toward the hole. Right. You like that description? I do. Yeah. I'm writing that down. A butterfly with sore feet. Gotcha. Yeah. So when you think about it, pitching can be done differently to get different results. Mm-hmm. But the art of it is still how can I get this club to slip under my ball? Right. Slide right under it. Graze the turf right below the golf ball. Mm-hmm. Without taking, without taking a large chunk thereof. Right. You noticed all those words and thoughts that I was giving you, those images, right? Mm-hmm. They're all about the bottom of the club gliding atop the ground below the golf ball. Right. And as I talk to people about that, I'm putting those images into their head. Because a lot of times they come in and they come in with that leading edge crashing down into the turf digging as if it were a a bulldozer Mm -hmm. plowing into the turf. And there are things that can be done that are far more delicate, that are very successful and they don't require a lot of force. You know, a lot of times I talk to people about how am I going to get this done in order to get this ball to pop up into the air fly softly, land softly onto the green, trickle out, flop into the hole. How am I going to get all that done? Well, the first thing is you got to go to contact and you say, what happened to contact? What kind of loft did I have? Right. Mm -hmm. What did I have enough loft facing up? And did I get the bottom of that club? You know, the bounce angle that people love to talk about that, right? It's the, it's the sole plate of the club. And there's a certain angle that it sits at. But you know what we want with the leading edge? We want that to be level with the turf coming through. And we want the bottom of the club sliding and gliding across the top of the turf. So that way it's cruising, the club is cruising through the grass. And that bottom of the club acts like a rudder or a boat. And all of a sudden it just slides through. Things get easy. 
there's a question going through most of our heads at this very moment. Yes. That being the the lie that most of us have for one of these pitches is mm-hmm. is usually let's just say there's not a whole lot of clearance <laughs> between the bottom of the ball and the top of the turf. Yeah. There's there's so not a, there's not a whole lot that, of room John, for error there, man. John, you've left it short but managed to be straight so you're in the fairway. Right. Now, the thing that I always want to tell people about it is when you walk down the fairway, John, are they rock hard fairways? Or is there some cushion because of that oh, yeah, grass that's on top, yeah, right? Yeah, they're not rock hard. Yeah. And, and I want to point that out because a lot of people automatically assume just because the grass is cut short and the ball is not elevated because it's not sitting in the rough, that these fairway lies are hard. No, they're not hard because the grass that the ball is sitting tightly on top of is soft. Yeah, but there ain't that much of it. No, there isn't that much of it, but I bet you there's a whole lot more there than what you're giving it credit for. Okay. Oddly enough, we are allowed to kind of find that out with our feet. Yeah. It's no, there's no rule against, say, taking a practice swing. True. And feeling how firm under underneath it is. And then what if we just put the ball just ever slightly left of center, front of center? Mm-hmm. For all of you lefties out there, I don't want to leave you out. Front of center. And what if we thought, boy, I'm going to get the bottom of the arc of my swing to be dead below the golf ball at the time it gets there? Wouldn't that be great? Now, I don't have to turn my face open. I can leave it pretty well square to my target because, you know, I've got that little rudder on the bottom of that club called the bounce angle, and it helps slide it through there. And I can keep that leading edge on the ground, oddly enough. Here's a funny thing for you, John. I want you to pay very close attention to this next little bit. You can actually set your club on the ground squarely toward your target with the leading edge touching the the grass and the trailing edge also touching the grass and have effectively very little bounce angle and slide it across the turf. And you know what it would do? It would get below the golf ball. Like magic. It's kind of like magic. Yeah. Instantly. Try to imagine, if you will, John, a, a doorstop. Okay. You know, that kind that you kick underneath the door, not the one oh, that you the flip little, down, the little but the little wedge. wedge. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine that has a flat bottom on it? It does. And it has loft to it, doesn't it? It does. And In yet, fact, you from could the side, it would look a lot like a pitching wedge. It would look like a pitching wedge, yeah, wouldn't it? That. And it could come in sliding on that turf on the floor, which is hard, right? Mm-hmm. Or you could do it with some carpet that's also tightly cut, but it's got some softness to it. And it would get right below the bottom of that door every time, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, yeah on paper. Yeah, on paper it works, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, guess what? It also works when you do that with a golf club to a golf ball. If you do it right, yeah. So what happens, John? A lot of people screw this up because they flip the face open and they raise the leading edge mm-hmm. and they lower the trailing edge. And yet it's not a necessity. Ah, so it doesn't and get so under when the ball they, when you that's do That's right. That. So it doesn't go under the ball and it doesn't skull it because the re- leading edge is not up. Hmm. The leading edge is let's say touching the surface and the bottom edge is also touching the surface. Next thing you know, you have just the right kind of rudder to go through there. Isn't that fun? So I look at things and think, man, this is easy. And people go, yeah, it really is. So I I take away their golf ball and I have them do that and scuff the turf and they get that and they're like, wow, I'm really scuffing right here at the right spot. Yeah. And I go, okay, good. Now I'll just put a golf ball there and go scuff the turf in the same spot. And they go do it and they don't chunk it and they don't blade it. And the ball pops up in the air and it lands on the green and trickles toward the hole. And they mm-hmm. just look at me and going, why is it supposed to be that easy? Yeah. You you make this easy. Why, why is this not harder? I've been making <laughs> this too hard. I'm like, yes, I know. Yes. The whole ball back jam the hands forward, tilt the face. Next thing you know, the leading edge is 
going to pierce the turf and drive into the ground. And they have this steep angle of attack of the club coming into the ground as opposed to something shallow and wide and sliding under. And they don't get that until they do it a few times. And now all of a sudden, golf got easy. It got real they're easy. Pi- Listen, their if- pitching has now stopped them from rhyming with pitching. Yeah. Well, maybe <laughs> at least until they forget <laughs> about that <laughs> or, or they, <laughs> they don't practice enough and they mess it up. If you are one of us who's straight yet short and whose first putt is usually a pitch, then you really need to uh, hang out because there's a lot more information about how not to screw it up when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys hanging us. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. Are you familiar with the Greek god of balls? His name is Testicles. A very minor mythological figure, I, I will admit. Every year they'd have this festival where the guys would get together and, they, and they'd pull out their nose hair and their ear hair. You could hear the screaming from miles away. That stuff hurts, but it doesn't have to. You can't live with it, though, because this stuff's gross. Uh, 79% of people asked, said, yeah, nose hair, yuck. So what I need you to do is to check out a thing called the Manscaped Performance Package. This is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Included in this new package from Manscaped is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It's waterproof. It uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. And the nose and the ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks and snags and tugs and all those delicate holes. Plus, in this bundle is included the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer. Testicles himself says this is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And the performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GOLFGUYS right now at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GOLFGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GOLFGUYS. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Make sure your balls look great during the process. Do it in honor of testicles. Manscaped.com slash GOLFGUYS. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Do you have problems taking pills? You're not alone. A lot of guys do. So I have a suggestion for you. I want you to try Blue Chew. Dot com. Because at BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with the active ingredients sildenafil or tadalafil. That's the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. And it only takes a few minutes to connect with a BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online quickly. There's no in-person doctor visits. There's no awkward conversations. There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy. This ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Now, the chewables from BlueChew.com are made right here in the USA, and you and your partner will love it. Got a great offer, a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code GOLFGUYS. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code GOLFGUYS. Hey, chew it and do it. And order now, BlueChew.com slash GOLFGUYS. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's us, those weekend golf guys. After this hour with us, you are going to never miss a chip or a pitch again. Right, Jeff? Well, <laughs> look, money I love back guarantee. Like anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but what, what do you say we lace that a little bit with some truth? Okay. Oh, oh well. <laughs> You'll get a hook of a lot better. How about that? A heck of a lot better. We'll 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 accept a heck of a lot better. We certainly <laughs> will. 
because right now anything would be an improvement. Yeah. So let's think about the guys, you know, earlier we talked about the tighter lie in the fairway and I talked about the sliding and the slipping it under and scuffing the surface and all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And all that has a shallow angle of attack. Right. And I mean, shallow, like it's not coming in for a plane coming in for a a crash landing. It's like a plane coming in onto the airstrip with uh, coming in for a belly landing. Right. Coming in very shallow angle, not trying to dent the bottom of the plane very much, trying yeah. to skim it along. Like Sonny so, Sullenberger did in the Hudson River. Something a lot like that, yeah. except they didn't get to see the angle of attack there. So <laughs> It didn't sink, so it had to be perfect. It didn't. It had to have been pretty good, right? <laughs> so let's think about the times when the ball's sitting up in the rough, all right? So there's a lot of people out there who make a pretty grave mistake. They flip the face open. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm in the rough. I got to carve it out of there. My ball's got to get up. I need to open up my face. And they turn the thing. And next thing you know, the leading edge goes up and the trailing edge goes down. But the worst part here is this. They lose the height of the face. John, imagine that you hold up a, a, a pen out in front of your face at a 45 degree angle to the right. And then all of a sudden you flip the face open and you lower the back edge of the club so much. So it's very flat. Almost now the face is pointed so far to the sky that you have lost the back part of the face. It's no longer angled up any. I mean, enough you could touch it. You'll slide right under the ball now because the ball's up in the grass. Yeah. And then you swing down through it and slide right under. You know, many of us have done that. And there is nothing more embarrassing. And then the ball goes like a foot. Yeah. Nothing more embarrassing. And then you have pretty much the same shot you just had, except there's a lot of egg on your face at Mm. that moment when you do it. And then guess who also rushes the very next shot so that they don't dawdle any longer about that and get out of that location as fast as humanly possible. And to stop the other three guys from laughing. Yeah. To to instantly try to hit a shot where they have to stop laughing enough to actually go play their shot instead of waiting on you again. Yep. (laughs) So, yeah. So, Folks, if your ball's sitting up in the rough, do the smart thing. Don't, don't open up the face. <laughs> okay? You can always put the ball a little bit more forward in your stance and get the, the bottom of the arc of the club to be right below the ball, like I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. But you've got a taller face at that point, so it'll sweep through the grass and catch higher up on the face, and it'll actually project it forward because it won't just whiff right underneath. So do yourself that favor when yeah. it sits up in the rough. Yeah. Now, now the, another thing I tell people to do when they're in the rough okay. is to hover the club and change the length of the club, make it a tiny bit shorter. Why? So you don't whiff underneath it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's uh, a novel concept, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Balls up on a tee, you don't want to swing right below it and go that's right true. down below it. So it's okay to make the club a little shorter. How do you know or how, how thick does that grass have to be before it actually turns the club when the club face hits the grass? Oh, this is a fun little conversation now. Why don't you ask that question again so that our listening audience can hear this? Because I think you're saying something along the lines that we hear all the announcers on TV say. You want to ask that again? How thick does that grass have to be before it actually turns the club when the club face hits the grass? Right. Because a lot of the announcers say stuff like, oh, the rough grabbed and wrapped around the hosel and the face twisted left. Yeah. I have a question about that. Okay. Is the clump of rough only on the hosel (laughs) side of the club and not on the toe side of the club? (laughs) And if so, did you hit the grass, that particular clump of grass well before you hit the golf ball? Because both of those things would have to be true in order for that club to have twisted left and the ball shoot off left, because they say that stuff all the time, don't well, they? But they're contractually obligated to make it look like any mistakes are not the fault of the said golfer. Yeah, true, <laughs> as that may be, they could come up with some more evidence and some fact that would be really terribly helpful. So what you're telling me is that it doesn't matter. Well, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the as to, to answer your question what about the rough being so thick? How how dense does it have to be to affect the club? Well, the first thought I have is take a practice swing in very similar gla- grass and find out. <laughs> You're just such a practical so-and-so, man. Come on. I, I know. I mean, you think about that. How would anybody else answer that question? You go, well, I'm not sure the density of the grass. I'm not right. sure how 
thick it is, how dry it is, how wet it is. How is it Bermuda? Uh Is it bent? Is it against the grain? Is it with the grain? So many questions. So So why not just take a practice swing (laughs) with something that is similar looking (laughs) in appearance Uh and test it out? There's a novel concept for you right there. Okay. That's why you're making the big bucks, buddy. That's why you're making the big bucks. (laughs) I like to talk in practicalities as much much as I can. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Think about it. It's basically the biggest thing that happens in the rough is twofold. It slows the club down, right? Right. If there's a big, thick grass behind the ball, it slows the club. Usually it's the entire head, by the way, not just, you know, the tozzle part and the toe gets to pass. Right. It's it's usually the fact that it it slows the club, but sometimes it's very dense and thick and doesn't allow the club to get down below the ball as much. Right. Mm-hmm. So not only is it making it go slower, but maybe it's more resistance in its downward travel, okay. in which case you better figure that out. I wonder how you could do it. Uh, practice swing. Yeah. Uh. Find some similar grass and test it out. Right. Mm hmm. Because then you'll change your, your change your how abrupt you are. You'll change how steep you come in. You'll change how uh, how much force you put, and then you're going to have to change your ball position. Because can you imagine a ball in thick rough? In order for it to travel, don't you you know to the to the right distance? Don't you need to say swing it a little harder because the club's going to slow the or the grass is going to slow the club down? Don't you need to apply a little bit more force? You would think so. And then when you do that, doesn't the ball necessarily come out at a more predictably far distance? You would think so. Yeah, so how the heck are we going to offset the swinging hard to make sure we get through the grass? And all of a sudden, if we swing hard, get through the grass, and then it's still going a little faster than we need to when it hits the ball, doesn't that mean the ball's going to go far? Doesn't? How do we offset that? We have no idea. Loft. Open up the club face. Well, add loft <laughs> somehow, right? Okay. Okay. Maybe take a higher lofted club to begin with. Okay. Possible. Could work. Maybe we put the ball really close to the bottom of the arc of the swing, which Mm -hmm. tosses the ball straight up in the air when we hit it with lots of clubs. Yeah. Or maybe then we open up the club face a little bit. Maybe. Right? So we have possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. But loft is the offsetting factor of the speed that the ball would come off because it has to go – if it's coming out – faster because we had to swing harder through the rough to make sure we wouldn't dump it short again because, John, you've seen um, mm-hmm. uh, playing partners of mm-hmm. yours have done that on occasion. All, all of them do, yes. Right. And so that means the club needed to be forced through the grass a little bit tougher, right? Mm-hmm. A little bit firmer. Yep. And then it's still, but the ball still has to come out softly, so we need more loft. We see that on tour, as a matter of fact. Yes. Although we don't like to talk about the tour guys, but we see it all the time, right? You see them swinging big swings, look aggressive in the thick rough, and the ball comes out high yeah. and soft. And you go, how'd they do that? Yeah. They added loft. Most of us, 60 degrees is the highest lofted club in our bag. How dangerous is it for an amateur to, to try to change the loft by opening up the face a little bit? I mean, because that, well, cha- that um, changes everything, doesn't it? It, it does. It just, like, like I mentioned earlier, it certainly lowers the height of the face, right? Right. Um, and it raises the leading edge yeah. and it exposes the bottom of the club. So yeah. it's situational. Yeah. You know, this is, that, this is that typical teacher answer that you hate. Well, John. It depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know that you hate that because you, you walk down the grocery store aisle and you see that and you go, dang it. He says that all the time. <laughs> I know. I asked him once boxes were brief. He said, it depends. So <laughs> – <laughs> and so you bought some and you, <laughs> so, so the reality of it is, is we have to understand every shot is situational and we got to figure that out. And you're going, come on, man, can't you just give me a straight answer? And the answer is I always do. Yeah. Read the situation. What does it call for? Yeah. So this is a, just another way of you saying two things you need to do. One is take a lesson so you're cognizant of your opportunities in the different conditions, and the other is practice. I love how you sum it up so well. <laughs> Again, totally self-serving, but it made the point. <laughs> but, you know, here's here's the fun part about that. You know, it, it let's say that the, the golfer that's listening to us now does not have a golf professional that they know, like, and trust. Well, then just – Contact me. Yeah. I'll do it online. We'll, yeah. we'll go through a, an online lesson or I'll use the, my iconic platform and, I, and I'll help you there. Send me a note and we will help. 
there's all kinds of ways that we can help. But if you have a golf professional nearby you that you know, like, and trust, ask them and pay them for a golf lesson, for gosh sakes. Yes, indeed. Maybe two or three. Because with one lesson, you're looking for a miracle, and you're going to have to pay for a miracle. No, so. it depends on who. <laughs> Once right? again, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I get you stirred up every week, don't I? <laughs> Oh, man. The Masters is going on. It is Master Sunday. It was so strange to be like making thanks. Some of us are doing Christmas decorations while watching the Masters final round. That just doesn't that just doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. It's look, it's two festive occasions and we decided to morph them together this time. Now, how how interesting is that? 2020 has just broken, broken me. It's just, I'm, I'm done. Come on. You, can, you can't done. take two wonderful things and put them together. <laughs> yeah. Can't do it. Right? I, it's just, it's just, it's just overload of celebration. I can't handle it. <laughs> Linda Harto, who is an artist, yes. renowned golf artist who started her career basically at the Masters, uh, or at least at Augusta National, uh, is coming up next. Now that you know how to pitch, we're just going to talk about art. She's coming up next. Hang with us. We have this weekend off. Do you have problems taking pills? You're not alone. A lot of guys do. So I have a suggestion for you. I want you to try BlueChew.com. Because at BlueChew.com, you can get the first chewables with the active ingredients Sildenafil or Tadalafil. That's the same active ingredients as in Viagra and Cialis. And it only takes a few minutes to connect with a BlueChew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, you get prescribed online Quickly, there's no in-person doctor visits, there's no awkward conversations, there's no waiting in line at the pharmacy. This ships directly to your door in discreet packaging. Now, the chewables from BlueChew.com are made right here in the USA, and you and your partner will love it. Got a great offer, a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use the promo code GOLFGUYS. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Golf guys. Hey, chew it and do it. And order now. Bluechew.com slash golf guys. Hi, this is John Ashton, and I'm going to make a confession right now. I don't work out anywhere near as much as I should. What that means is when I do play golf, sometimes I I strain a little bit, stress out some muscles that probably uh, I should I should work on. Now, whether you're an elite athlete, you're just a regular person like me, or you're just, you know, the stress of daily life is getting to you. Muscle pain and muscle tension is a real thing, and it hurts. And that is why I use, and I suggest you do too, a Theragun. It's a handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combination of depth, speed, and power. And now it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. You can try a Theragun for 30 days. There is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4 with an OLED screen, personalized Theragun app, and the quiet and power you need, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash weekend right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash weekend. Theragun.com slash weekend. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golfguys, facebook.com slash golfguys. All right, thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, and as promised, Linda Harto, golf artist extraordinaire. And Linda, first off, thanks for coming back. We always love it when you're here with us on those weekend golf guys. How are you doing today? I am doing great, and I thank you for letting me be a part of this. Uh, man, it, like like Jeff had said earlier, it's 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 not the Masters without Linda Harto here because, I mean, <laughs> Masters art is what got you in Masters basically, or Augusta is what got you involved in the whole golf art Absolutely. business, isn't it? That's how I got started with doing golf art. Absolutely, in 1984. That's got to be something special when when the the folks at the masters say yeah come on in do do a little picture for us see how it goes yeah well they like my landscape so they asked me if i could do a golf course and i said sure 
So I came out and did the 13th hole for the first time. You know, we did a little print and sold it at the 85 Masters. And, the of course, it sold out. And <laughs> they said, well, what about doing another one? I said, okay. Mm-hmm. And over <laughs> so and over. Said, yeah, yeah. wash, <laughs> rinse, repeat, right? Right. That's, so we did one just about every year, every other year for the next 20-some years. So. so have you done every single hole at Augusta no, National? No, I've done uh, four, six, eight. 10, 11, 12, 13, 15, 16, 18. It's like the 13th, I've painted six times. So, <laughs> is, is, there, is there anything different about the? I, I imagine there's got to be something different in all six of the, uh, the renditions, isn't it? Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Completely uh, different angles, I would imagine. Different right? angles, different lighting. And, you know, every year the bloom is different at Augusta. It's yeah. never the same. What do you so, think the foliage would look like now? For Oh, it'll be pretty. I oh. mean, there's fall color right now, and the camellias are, well, at least the sasanquins are just starting to come out. I've seen some of the pictures that they've taken for promotion. It's, it's beautiful, you know. And I've been there before in the fall, too, and the winter. I used to go up there and take my uh, uh, reference photos Sometimes you could get a different angle of the light hitting the green might be better in December rather than in spring. I saw a photograph uh, yesterday. Someone emailed me of uh, hole number 12 covered in snow. Oh, right. Yeah. uh, Yeah, That's a little, uh, you know, not quite my... My style. <laughs> well, you can you know, Augusta, Georgia, still in the wintertime, you have to really pick a day to get, catch snow. I mean, that's kind of lucky to be there with yeah. a camera with there's snow on the ground there. Doesn't happen too often. Not at all. Not, I, re- I remember when I was living in Atlanta, I was flying in to, to back home and they delayed the flight because they had eight inches of snow. It was in April and it was a freak snowstorm and it, it uh. they felt like eight inches, but it was gone by four in the afternoon. Do you prefer mornings? I know a lot of artists prefer the lighting in the morning to do their work. Is that the best lighting for you or do you not? I like the mornings and the afternoons. Okay. It just depends on the whole, depends on so many things. But every course I go to, I look at it both in the morning and late afternoon, as well as every other time of day. Because in your reference photos, sometimes too many shadows, you can't really see the contours. Yeah. So I'll take it in flat light, whatever. Just whatever, just to get all the information to be able to see, you know, what's actually going on in the hole. Or, you know, I guess I guess the question to ask is: Were you a golf fan prior to the initial invite, and have you, <laughs> or and if not, have you become a golf fan afterwards? Well, uh, certainly afterwards. Okay. Uh, beforehand, my father was an avid golfer, so I was always around it. We had a. In Louisville, we were a big spring golf club. Oh, excuse me. So, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I was in, but I was also a member of the Rock Creek uh, Riding Club. So I spent okay. most of my time at the Riding Club. I got you. But I did take lessons at Rock at, at um, Big Spring. And play nine holes at least. <laughs> okay. Just as now, a, I'm an, now I'm an avid watcher. I watch. Okay. I, I love to watch other people play. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a discipline, and what I do is a discipline too. So. That's true. You can appreciate the uh, yeah, the talent absolutely. necessary. Just Plus as there a, aren't just room a, for more than one discipline in your life, I don't think. Ah, <laughs> that's probably true. I have no discipline, including self discipline. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Just as an aside, uh, my my younger daughter got married and had her reception at Big Spring Country Club. Oh, all right. Largest check I ever wrote in my life, and it came with <laughs> came with absolutely no free rounds of golf. Oh. I asked sorry. the guy as I gave him this check. I said, "And how many free rounds do I get with this?" And he just looked and smiled, and then he actually laughed. He said, "Oh, you're serious." <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, and that was it. That was the the end of that discussion. So we yeah. moved on. Uh, yeah. Now you say you've become an avid watcher, and you're uh, you're basically, I guess, an expression you could use. You're putting your your company's money where your mouth is on that particular thing. You got a contest going on, don't you, about watching the Masters? Uh, yeah, on, on my website was which is harto.com, and that's H A R T O U G H. 
Uh, right now, if you sign up for our emails, we're running a Guess the Winner contest, which we do quite often, actually, for most of the major tournaments. Mm-hmm. And if you guess the winner, uh, you win a print. Cool. And for the Masters, we're giving away a limited edition print of the 16th hole, Very which cool. is, uh, you know, a beautiful print. Mm-hmm. And the original painting is actually owned by Jack Nicholas. So. Whoa. Whoa. That's very well, cool. So, but you have to sign up for the emails because that's the only way we do our guess the winner mm-hmm. contest. Sure. And it's Harto H A R T O U G H dot com. Huh? Very cool. Right. Mm-hmm. And cool. the the email will go out tomorrow to make your pick. So. You have any? You have <laughs> any uh, it'll go out again Friday too. You have any uh, any suggestions? Any advice? You know anybody? Uh, a little inside. Information no, inside, no. I, ne- I never try to guess, really. It's <laughs> more interesting just watch it, watch it play out. Yeah. I've, I've always found it difficult to, to predict golf. For some reason, it doesn't work like other sports. Yes, last uh, week's performance has absolutely nothing in common with this week's performance. Kind of, yeah. It's such a, a cerebral thing that goes on between the body and the mind when it comes to golf. Yeah. And then you throw in the elements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the it's thing It's so complicated. Yeah, and the thing about it is that the the field is different every week. You know, yeah. with, with football and baseball and basketball, last week's performance can kind of predict this week because everything else is constant. Yeah. But a golf course it's not. Would you agree with that, Jeff, that it's hard to predict who's going to win based on who win won last week? Oh, yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, they're mutually exclusive events. A lot of people like to think, well, I won last week. I'm going to stay hot and I'm going to, of course, win two weeks in a row. I I don't know of a time that I can ever recall where that's actually happened. Yeah. Well, Um, Tiger maybe. That might be the the best shot at it right there, you know, during his heyday of where he was beating the pants off of everybody. I just I just think that. It, there's such this ebb and flow in, in people in the yeah. athlete themselves. And then the, I don't know what comes along with winning, but I do understand that, that there's a little bit of extra stress. Certainly you've played more golf than other people. Maybe you had to play in a playoff, maybe not. Uh, you, you had to hang around for the, to get your trophy and your check and all that other fun stuff. Right. <laughs> and then you didn't get to the next site on time. And so your schedule is a little thrown off. So, yeah. I, you know, sure, there's differences in each player, but then all of a sudden somebody else who was almost ready, maybe that somebody else is peaking that next week. It's it's yeah. so hard. Uh, it's yeah. so hard. It's really fascinating, though, to, to watch it, though, just to see who is going to be able to win that battle. And, you know, and we can't relate to that, the, the average golfer, because we can't, we can't predict next hole based on the last hole. So. Yeah. Gets very but frustrating. I can't even predict what John's going to say next. <laughs> so it's really hard to know. <laughs> but the Masters is such a special event, and uh, it's just really strange to have it at this time of year. I, I've noticed this this whole year since the COVID thing hit, you know, my whole uh, seasonal rhythms were all around golf. Mm-hmm. And completely thrown off yes. <laughs> you know well it's july well that's open it's august well you know yeah and it's completely up in the air anymore so i, I don't know. know i know the first first off they went and they screwed us all up by changing the schedule and then this happened yeah so yeah there's no yeah. no uh no winning for losing here um <sighs> just one question though when when you first got to augusta because i know it's, it's like hallowed ground for golfers yeah what was there an emotional reaction or visceral reaction or just an aesthetic reaction when you saw inside the gates for the first time? I mean, just that approach is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the whole place just has this otherworldly glow and perfection that just strikes you immediately, even just driving down the Magnolia Lane. and. Mm-hmm. But when you actually get out on the course, it's the elevation shocks you, first of all, because you don't you just can't conceive of that without being there and then the place just glows because oh. overseeding and that that unreal green <laughs> 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 which i've become an expert at rendering <laughs> i'm like the green expert now so that's the for, one uh, pigments and yeah. um, you know, 
portraying all those different shades, but uh, Augusta green is very special. It's really fertilized green. And you're not going to find that even in the 128 box of Crayolas. That's right. (laughs) So I think that's the thing about it is that it just glows and people aren't prepared for that. Yeah. I can and understand. everywhere you look, it's perfection. And it mm-hmm. is, and it, that beauty is captured very, very, very accurately and wonderfully in your artwork, too, I would like to say. Yeah, I have um, photographs. Well, I've been photographing the place since 84. So mm-hmm. sometimes, the, like I say, the bloom is different in different years. And I'll go back and look at another year's bloom. Gotcha. <laughs> if the current pictures aren't too exciting i'll go back and say well it looked good then at that time so we'll just say that it's that way again if you would like to win a print of uh, a hole at augusta the same hole that uh, jack nicholas has the original hanging on his wall i would go to harto.com and sign up for the email and uh, predict who's going to win the masters h-a-r-t-o-u-g-h.com that's right and check out the artwork there too because you will be uh, amazed Astounded. Oh, and there's probably want to order. U.S. Open courses, British Open, and Scotland Irish courses. Well, I've been everywhere in the last 36 years. <laughs> once, she, once she got the golf bug, man, it doesn't doesn't go away. No matter how it affects no, you, whether you want to play it or just pick, do picture art. It's, I know. I, it's just been. It's been a great career. I, you know, I have to say, it's just I had no idea when I got started with it in Augusta that it would go on like that. Mm. But it is. I still do private commissions for clubs and individuals and occasionally, uh, you know, it just depends. I don't Mm. do too much of the actual tournament work anymore, Mm. like going to the actual U.S. Open and selling in the merchandise. Why why would someone of your caliber need to rub shoulders with the unwashed masses, Linda? Come on. (laughs) Come on. Listen, golfers... (laughs) Golfers are the greatest people in the world, I have to say. Well, we're going to have to agree yeah. with that unequivocally. Most of them bathe, John. Most of them bathe. That's true. They, they appreciate every course you do, and they're the best, best public I've ever had. And, you know, because I've done other subjects before, and the golfers are by far the best. Fantastic. Harto.com is the website, H-A-R-T-O-U-G-H. Go there in general principles, but go there now and and, um, and predict who's going to win. Linda Harto, thank you so much for spending this uh, Masters weekend with us here on those Weekend Golf Guys. I enjoyed it very much. Thank you. Are you familiar with the Greek god of balls? His name is Testicles. A very minor mythological figure, I, I will admit. Every year they'd have this festival where the guys would get together and they and they'd pull out their nose hair and their ear hair. You could hear the screaming from miles away. That stuff hurts, but it doesn't have to. You can't live with it, though, because this stuff's gross. Uh, 79% of people ask, said, yeah, nose hair, yuck. So what I need you to do is to check out a thing called the Manscaped Performance Package. This is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Included in this new package from Manscaped is the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. It's waterproof. It uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. And the nose and the ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps prevent nicks and snags and tugs and all those delicate holes. Plus, in this bundle is included the Lawnmower 3.0 Trimmer. Testicles himself says this is the best trimmer on the market for your balls, butt, and body. And the performance package is the best value that Manscaped has to offer. You can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GOLFGUYS right now at manscaped.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GOLFGUYS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code GOLFGUYS. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. Make sure your balls look great during the process. Do it in honor of testicles. Manscaped.com slash GOLFGUYS. And that about wraps it up, man. Again, art... In all of its forms, the beauty of art, the art of pitching, the art of practicing, the art of being able to take the answer, it depends, and not let your head explode. 
And that, my friends, is an art. <laughs> Let me tell you. There will be no more itching about your pitching <laughs> Ooh, after this. That's, how about like that? that. Huh? I like that. Yeah. Write that down. Maybe that yeah. we should put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, listen, I do want to throw out you know one thing. We, we, we don't talk too many sports other than golf, but you are an Indiana University fan. You still are celebrating because IU beat Michigan last Saturday. I do understand that the Michigan team went back home and found more points. We need to get some lawyers. <laughs> they may have to. They may be fighting that loss. We're not sure, but we'll see. <laughs> We're declaring ourselves victors anyway. Yeah, yeah, but Harbaugh has not yet conceded. So, you know, <laughs> inside scoop, who do you think is going to win today? Who did you have yeah. going into it? I, I, going into it, I had certainly my, my favorite tour player in the world. I had Tyler Duncan, of course, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And, and I also had JT. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because – you know, certainly a Louisville guy, and, and next thing you know, uh, emanates from a wonderful radio station in Louisville. So if we do not root for the the Midwestern boys, we're wrong. We are wrong, we're, and we would we would never do that. We need that. to be homers. They do. They did make a change though, too, on the cut. The cut was the top fifty players, period, including ties. It used to be everybody within ten strokes of the lead, didn't it? I think it. I think that's true. Yeah, this year they changed. I think that's it. true. Yeah, I'm not sure. How that shook out, because we haven't seen any of it yet, to be perfectly honest with you. We are not live at this point in time. I wonder what the deal is, the, the, the networks. You know, they've got NFL football and they've got the Masters and they never have that, right? But they've got it this, this week. Yeah. And right? um, well, that's why ESPN is doing a lot of the, uh, the Masters coverage. I know they're doing Thursday and Friday rounds, but we'll see how. Oh, yeah, well, well, that'll be a big help to ESPN. They need it. Certainly do. Uh, Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. You can go there and check us out. We really don't need the help, but we would welcome your participation, especially with our Facebook page at facebook.com slash golfguys. You can uh, join the group that we're putting together called the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. That's a lot of fun. And again, hang out in those groups and you will get some lessons from Jeff Smith. You never know when he's going to pop in, answer a question or two live. You will be alerted that he's coming on should you be members of those groups. That's all I got to say. Other than that, go practice your, your pitching and quit your other itching it, thingy. Yes. And go get some golf clubs and go play some golf. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.